Hey y'all, pull up a log. It is time for Campfire Storytime with the Mountain Man. Hey guys, Jeremiah Richards, Mountain Man Survival. Oh my goodness, life is so freaking crazy. You know, this story, it just keeps getting longer and longer. Um, I, I spent last weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down up in the mountains in southern Utah with uh, one of my friends. You know, he's getting ready for the deer hunt. And I was down there helping him, you know, with my mules and stuff. And I, more stuff, dude, it, anyways, okay, this is part three, okay? And I'm, I do apologize, guys, it's taken me so long to, to tell this dang story, but, you know, it's, I, I wanna make sure that I get all the details so that you guys and girls, can understand what happened. I'm trying to build a visual image in your heads, you know? And so if I'm rambling, I do apologize. I do get off on little rants, but here we go. So in the last podcast, you know, I got to the point to where my nephew showed up, my cousin's kids, and this one of them went out and went out into uh, the edge of the forest and set his tent up away from everybody else. You know, he's probably, oh, 70 yards from everybody else. Okay, so the first night, they go to bed real late, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. I I don't understand what's up with you teenagers. I've never done that. I mean, when the sun goes down, I want to go to sleep. I'm tired, you know, but I wake up really early in the morning, and I've always done that. So there's nothing I can do about it. I don't sleep till freaking noon. But anyway, so um, the second day that he's there comes around. Okay, now that morning, um, I get up bright and early, and Maka, he just he wanted to go with me out in the forest. And so we go, we, we're going on a hike, okay? And if you remember from the last podcast, you know, um, I, I don't get on a trail and just freaking go. You know, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. You know, I don't have, most of the time I'm going hiking, I, I don't have a destination when I'm doing, doing what I love to do. You know, I just pick a direction and I go and I just let... Pretty much, I'm just letting the countryside, the wilderness, whatever whatever terrain that I'm in, it picks the path, if that makes sense. I'm walking nice and slow. I'm looking up. I'm looking down, side to side, behind me. You know, I'm just looking for things that stand out to me. I'm looking at deer tracks and animal tracks and just, just whatever. You know, it could just be, you know, look at that beautiful ridge over there. Look at that rock formation. Let's go check it out. You know, it just stuff like that. So I just pretty much wander where I'm going. I just like to look at everything. And because I'm like that, I think I see a lot of stuff 
in the wilderness that most people don't. You know, most people get on a trail and go, I'm going to this lake. And they put their head down and, vroom, you know, there they go. And all they see is the dirt freaking trail. You know, that's it. Well, that's not me. So I get up, we head out. You know, the sun's just barely coming up. It's dark. You know, we, we walk out into the woods and we start looking, you know, and we headed towards the trailhead. I went up to the trailhead. Once we went through the trailhead, I hung a right into the deep pines and just started creeping. And I told Maka, I says, look, I says, unless it's life and death, don't talk. You know, you can use hand signals, you can whisper, but don't talk because I want to watch nature wake up. I don't want nature to go silent because we're in its habitat, you know? I want to be able to walk up on deer. I want to walk up on elk. I want to walk up on bears. You know, and I've done it before where you walk into a clearing and there's a there's a bear sitting there. You know, it, it, it's, it's an awesome thing to see. And if you're not startling them, you can just hang out. You give them their space and you can watch them. So we're going through and I start noticing trees trees that are broken off okay and you're thinking well what's the big deal about broken off trees well let me tell you the deal about broken off trees these trees were broke off anywhere between 10 to 12 foot tall in this in the air okay and these trees are green trees they're not dead rotten trees these are trees that were alive when they were broke. And you can tell the difference between a rotten tree that snaps in half and a green tree, a live, healthy tree that snapped in half. Okay? And you're like, well, whoop-de-doo, it's a snapped-off tree. Well, here's the whoop-de-doo. This is, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about, you know, opening your eyes and seeing what's inside the forest. When the trees are in a line, you know, you could say, okay, well, I've got a section where I've got all these broken trees. Well, yeah, well, there could be a gust of wind that come down, a little tornado, something that would just take out like a little patch of trees and all the trees would be knocked over. No, what I'm talking about is when you're in dense forest and there is just a row of trees, like something went through and grabbed a tree and broke it, walked straight, grabbed the next tree, broke it, walked straight, went to the next tree, broke it, and it like goes through the forest like 40, 50 feet, you know, maybe even 30 yards. That's, that's what kind of gets me and goes, well, that's interesting. And then there's, then there's, you know, healthy trees all around it. And you think, well, if this was wind, how would it bust these trees in a straight line and not touch any of the other trees around it? Because I'm in kind of a thick forest, you know, thick trees where, you know, you've got spacing in between the trees. It's like four or five foot. And in some places there's like two foot in between the trees. And so how do you get trees broke off at that height? You know, and these, these trees, they're like six, seven inches straight through. It's a thick tree. 
It's not like you're going up to little saplings and snapping them off. This is this is like a freaking going up to an 8x8 eight eight post and grabbing it and snapping it. Okay? I mean, there's... I... I... I don't know. I don't know what causes this. Does that make sense? So, we start seeing stuff like this. And I'm like... Maka, look at this. You know, this is interesting. You know, I've seen trees snapped off. You know, you'll have one here and one there. And you're like, well, that's interesting. You, you know what I mean? But it, you just file it back in the back, you know, in the kind of the unimportant part of your brain. Because you saw it, you know. So, here it is. So, I look at this and I'm like, well, this is weird. You know? And so we start following these trees, these broken trees. And I'm looking around and it gets to the point to where I'm starting to see trees, live trees that have been debarked in like a square. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. You know, I know that porcupines will go up and they'll eat the bark off trees, you know. But when they eat the bark off the trees, you can go up and you can look at them and you can see how, uh, you know, there will be teeth marks and stuff like that where they've been, you know, chewing the bark off, you know, because that's what they're eating. You know, so I was, I was looking at these trees and there's no marks on them, you know, and it's, it's... It's almost like somebody went up with a cookie cutter, a rectangle cookie cutter, and like stamped the tree and then literally just peeled the bark, rolled it right off the tree. And you're like, that's weird. You know, and it only goes halfway around the tree. And so you, I, I would stand there and I'm sitting there looking at that. And I start looking around and I look through the forest and I can see another one. Okay. And this other one is probably, you know, it's it's close enough that I can pick it out through the forest, but it's far enough away where, you know, it's not like 10 feet away. It's it's out there a ways. And so me and Maka, we head off to that one and I'm looking at it and it's the exact same thing, you know, and I'm trying to figure out what in the hell is doing this. You know, what would be peeling the bark off like this you know and and if if you guys know what does this please tell me i've spent tons of time in the forest and i've seen lots of things you know but there's things here's what doesn't happen in the forest the things that don't happen in the forest is uh, what's the best way to put it um straight lines does that make sense nothing in the forest is straight you know the trees don't grow in straight rows unless they've been planted you know they they just grow wherever they want to grow wherever the seed lands they grow trees don't fall in a straight line all the trees don't just line themselves up and just go dun, 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 like a set of dominoes that's not the way it works. You know, one day a tree will fall to the east. The next day it'll fall to the west. It just, you know, it all just depends on which way the wind's blowing that day and what pushes it over. You know, there is there is nothing in, in the wilderness that is 
or in nature, period, that is uniform. And so when you see something uniform, like these trees broken off in a straight line, you're like, that's weird. You know? And Oh, here's another part about these broken off trees. We couldn't find the tops to them. They were busted off, but the tops were gone. Okay? And, and I'm going to get to that. So we get to this next tree that has been debarked and uh, I'm like, this is weird. And, you know, we're examining it and the, and the bark on it, there's, there's fresh pine sap where the sap is sticky and you can tell it's been done very recently, you know, because the, the sap hasn't had a, t- a chance to crystallize yet. You know, and so you're looking at it going, well, this is weird. And so me and Maka are looking around seeing if we can see another one. Lo and behold, Maka sees another one. And he's like, Jeremiah, it's right there. And so, you know, now we're, you know, I'm looking on the ground. I'm looking for tracks. I'm looking for just anything I can because now it's almost like we're on a breadcrumb trail. If that makes sense. That's the only way to explain it. We are literally on a breadcrumb trail. And you want to talk about an amazing way to make a trail through a through a pine forest. Dude, I'm telling you, the, the white bark sticking out, the fresh white bark, dude, it sticks out like a sore freaking thumb. Sorry, had to have some of my rock star. It's first thing in the morning, just driving to my job site. So we get to this one, you know, and it's just the same. And here's another thing. We never found the bark. Not on this trip. We never found the bark. I found some other trees later on in the story where the bark was like rolled up. Like you took a scroll, like a paper scroll and rolled it up and it was laying on the ground by it. But on on this adventure, we, we didn't find anything. And so we, you know, we're following these, this, this breadcrumbs through the trail of these uh, stripped pine trees, these healthy pine trees, you know, and I've told some people this and they're like, well, what if it was bugs? You think bugs could go there? And I've had people say, well, it was a bear. Maybe a bear was, you know, over there scratching on the tree. Well, you know what? I'm not saying that it wasn't just for the simple fact of I wasn't there when it happened. I did not see it happen. So I cannot tell you exactly what did it, but this is what I'm saying. There's no scratches on the on the tree itself. So if a bear was to do it, you would have claw marks, okay? And why in the hell would a bear put almost a perfect rectangle? Does that make sense? And I'm not saying it was an exactly perfect rectangle, but it was pretty stinking close. Too close to be just a thing in nature, if that makes sense. So we keep going and we follow this. And when we first started out, you know, we we left camp, went to the trailhead, we hung a right. And now we've kind of like done a half circle and we're probably two miles away from camp wandering through the forest. And we're getting into thicker, thicker forest. And we come across, oh, it was almost, it reminded me of a blowdown. Okay, where, you know, a big gust of wind come through, something like that, maybe a, a tornado touchdown, 
and it just kind of just flattens everything in this one section you know just knocks a bunch of crap down and so we come into a section like this and out in the middle of this section there's like a pile of logs okay there's a pile and they're not like stacked straight with each other they're we go over to it and listen in order for you to understand what I'm seeing you have to understand what I'm feeling at this time at this time I mean right now just telling you about it I've kind of got I've kind of got a, a sick feeling in my gut does that make sense I'm feeling I'm feeling a little anxious to tell you the truth so in the center in the center of this there is it's kind of like there's a pile okay but the way this pile is put together you've got you've got logs not sticks you've got logs that are intertwined into each other and there's there's and it's up off the ground if that makes sense it was probably like i want to say three foot off the ground and so you could get up underneath them but these logs it was like the best way to explain it is like somebody was weaving a basket but they were doing it with freaking logs who in the hell weaves a basket with freaking logs or a roof or or whatever who weaves a log pile with logs? That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, dude, I wish you guys could feel the emotion that I have going through my body. It, it I'm telling you, I'm looking at this, and while I'm looking at this, dude, I've got my hand on my pistol butt, and I'm holding my rifle. And I'm like, this is, this is weird. Because those bread crumb, those, that breadcrumb crap led us through the forest to this place. The, the, the bark taken off the trees led us here. And there was just this feeling that was like, get the freaking crap out of here. Do not come here. This is, you, you do not want to be here. And I'm, I'm on like high alert, but on on the other sense i'm on high alert but my my curiosity my my brain that says what in the hell could do this what caused this what what in the hell could make this happen you know i mean did a tornado touch down right there and gather up all these trees and weave them all together then set them back down i don't know i don't know I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but with the way the we had the bark, the bark took it off the trees. It started out with a line of broken trees, and as we were following this line, we kept coming across pine trees that were snapped off in in rows. You know, it's just it's yeah. So we checked this out. 
you know, we look around for a little while. I had my dogs, and my dogs are kind of sniffing everything, and you just, yeah. So we end up walking. You know, we kind of just kept going in the direction that we'd been heading, but um, I decided to start veering back towards camp because, you know, we've been gone for about two hours, and uh, we... We start veering back to camp. Well, we had crossed the river by now, and we're heading over towards that camp on the other side. And the things that I notice on the outskirts of that camp something bad happened there I know something bad happened there I didn't I'm going to tell you right now I never found I never found any bodies I never found any blood I never I never found anything like that but the way The way this camp was, uh, there's, there's, it was almost like a tornado and a bomb went off at the same time. I mean, tents shredded, tent poles snapped in half clothes scattered everywhere toys little kid toys strung all through the place you, you know there were there were shoes where you'd have a shoe a hundred yards away from the trailer and the tents the the awning you know how these these new trailers have this awning that pulls out and in there was an awning that had been ripped off the trailer and it was like broke in half and it was probably 70 yards away wrapped around a tree. I mean, I've... I've heard of people having some pretty crazy parties and stuff, but... Dude, I... I don't know. So we come up on this camp and it you you could just tell. You could tell there there's something happened here. That's all I can say. So we start looking around. We uh, we go to the trailer, and I knock on the door. And, you know, I'm a big guy, and my wife says every time I knock on someone's door, it sounds like the cops are at your door, and they're about ready to bust it down. You know, apparently I knock really hard. 
So I knock on the door. There's no answer. Knock on the door. Again, no answer. I'm, I'm saying hello. You know. And uh, I try to open the door. And the door's locked. And underneath the trailer there's a chainsaw there's a chainsaw just sitting there you know the chainsaw is worth money there's there's you know there's a toolbox sitting there you know there's there's all these things that if you were going to you know just decide to get up and leave your camp and just leave everything there. There's things that are worth so much money that you just, you couldn't, I couldn't walk away from that. Let alone walk away from the trailer. I mean, the trailer, I mean, you could probably have sold that trailer for twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Well, that's what I was thinking before we looked inside. So, I'm looking around and I'm like, I look at Maka and I'm like, something's not right. And he goes, he goes, this is weird. He goes, this is from the other stuff that we've seen this day. And, yeah, and, and you know what? I forgot to tell you what we found on the ground. I can't believe I forgot to tell you that. So... I'm going to back up a little bit. So back in when we were following the breadcrumbs of the trees, we were walking along, you know, and I'm studying the ground, trying to, you know, see what I can find that that sees this. And I come across this patch of moss. And this moss... It's about an inch thick, nice fluffy moss. And half of it is smashed down and there's a track. There's a track in this moss. And uh, this track is kind of, it's kind of square, almost, at least towards the front of it but I know what a bear track looks like I saw some over this last weekend and this wasn't a bear track it was not a bear track this thing was 7 inches wide and about 14 inches long from the tip to the heel or should I say from the toe to the heel and I've got pictures of it you know I I measured it and it has Listen, I, I don't, I don't know what, what to call them. Okay, 
I, I don't. It wasn't a freaking paw. That's all I can tell you. It wasn't a paw. It was a foot. There's a big difference. There were five toes, and it looked like on these toes, there was like claws on the end of it because you had the toe marks where the five toes were, but then you'd have a point that come out, like whatever step there had claws on the end of its toes. That's, that's the best way to explain it right there. You know, and I saw it, I saw it with my own eyes, and Maka saw it, and we've got pictures of it. And so while we were following the breadcrumb through the tree, we come across this. And so we come across this, we're following the breadcrumbs, we, we, we come into this section where all these trees are interwoven together in like a roof or some sort of shelter, but it was they were interwoven together. You don't interwove, interweave big freaking trees. You know, eight inch round trees, you, you don't interweave them. Okay, and then we come up on this, then we come up on this camp. And it's like, what in the hell? On the back side of this camp trailer, there is uh, like a hatch. You know, my trailer has them in the front and in the back. My trailer has two hatches that you can open up. It's a toy hauler. You open them up to let the exhaust fumes out, you know. Well, it has this hatch, and this hatch is about three foot tall and two foot wide and it's just got the stupid little knobs on it you know and so I open it up and it leads directly into the trailer so I stick my head in and I'm going hello hello is anybody in here and inside this trailer looks like a freaking bomb went off it looks like somebody went to war inside this trailer I mean there's holes punched in the walls I mean there's there's stuff all over the floor you know there's cans of food on the floor they're not busted open they're just they're just everywhere there's little kid toys there was a baby doll on the floor and my heart I, I have little girls I've had little girls my little girls are getting pretty big but there there's a baby doll on the floor and I'm going what What, what's going on here? You know? And so I'm looking in this trailer and there's a purse, a woman's purse on the table. You know, there's just, there's things, there's clothes in the closet. There's, there's just things that, there's things that you just wouldn't walk away from. Not if you were in your right mind. So... I look at Maka and I says, Maka, we need to call the sheriff. We need to get the sheriff up here, like right now. We've got to get him up here. So we leave the camp. We run down to the main road. You know, we go across the bridge, across the river, go back up into our camp. I tell my wife what's, what's happening, you know, what's going on. And I'm like, I've got to go call the sheriff. So she jumps in the truck with me. And uh, we head down the main road. We head down the main road. And uh, I go to where I get cell phone service. And I call the sheriff's department. 
and I tell them about, I tell them exactly where I'm at, I tell them the trailhead, you know, everything. You know, I'm up on this road, this is the trailhead that I'm at. Um, you, you need to get, you need to get some people up here. Something's not right. This, there's foul play. Something's, something's wrong here. And, uh, I even gave the, the, um, officer that I was talking to, you know, it was dispatch. I gave them, I gave them the GPS coordinates I mean, I had my GPS, so they have the trailhead. They have, they have everything. They have the GPS coordinates. Uh, you'd have to be a bumbling idiot not to be able to find where we are. And the dispatcher says, "All right, I'm going to get people heading your way. You know, I'm I'm going to get some officers up there. You know, some a, a sheriff, deputy, whatever." I was like, "Okay," and we go back to camp. And we wait. We end up hanging around camp almost the whole stinking day. Nobody shows up. Uh, Forest Service Rangers stopped and used the the outhouse there at the trailhead. And I'm just like, have you heard anything about this camp over here? I called the sheriff and he's like, no, I haven't heard nothing. So I told him about it. The Forest Ranger says, oh, I'll... Uh, I'll fill out an email. And I just thought, you've got to be the dumbest guy I've ever talked to. If that makes sense. I mean, the, the guy didn't even want to go over there and look at it. He was like, no, I'll just fill out an email, tell someone to come up and check it out. And I'm just like, you're going to fill out an email. Wow. You know, that's going to do a lot of freaking good. So we hang out around camp all day waiting for the sheriff's department to show up. You know, we figured within an hour, the sheriff would be up there, you know, and uh, check it out, and we could show them. We could show it to them, but they never came. No one ever came. No one come to that camp. And so I, I don't know, I don't know what the hell's up with that. I'm just glad someone's not laying there dead, you know, or in serious hurt. Because what does it take to to get, you know, so the sheriff up there or whatever? So that night. Um, we got people continually, you know, coming up. Well, that night, my cousin, she came up and her son, excuse me, her son is the one that put his tent back in the trees. And, uh, they get him situated. I mean, we get, we get their camper. Well, they were trying to get situated and they actually broke a tie rod on the truck. Kind of turned into a nightmare. But anyway, so they're up there, and uh, of course, all the teenagers and all them, they just, they, they stay up late, you know? It gets dark, we eat dinner and stuff, I go to bed. Well, the next day, I get up nice and early, and uh, I was I was just tired that day. I was tired, so I, I decided that I wasn't going to go trompsing off early in the morning through the forest. I kind of slept in. Well, I got up and made breakfast and uh, there was a, there a lot of the, the teenagers and stuff were talking, you know, and just, you could just tell there's just excitement in the camp. And I'm like, what's going on? 
And they tell me that my, my cousin's son had an encounter with something. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, you're going to have to talk to him. So I go find him and I'm like, what, what's going on? What did you have an encounter with? And he's like, you'll never believe me. You won't believe me if I tell you. And I'm like, well, why don't you try me? You know, I'm, I'm, I've kind of seen a lot of weird stuff lately. You know, you'd be, you'd be amazed what I'll believe right now. So he says that he went to bed about midnight and, uh, he woke up about two o'clock in the morning and his, his tent it's back in the trees, but it's over by the trailhead. And at the trailhead, there's a, you know, there's a big log fence. And he's kind of over by that. And uh, he says he gets up because he has to pee. So he gets up out of his tent. He goes out and uh, he walks kind of over by the trailhead. You know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking to myself, why are you wandering around in the forest at 2 o'clock in the morning? You know... When I got to pee, I open the flap, I step one, you know, one step to the side and I go, and then I go back in my tent. But apparently he wanders off a little bit and he says he starts peeing and uh, he hears this, but he says that it lasts for like 30, 40 seconds. He says it just lasts forever. And he looks up, you know, when it first happens, he looks up and he just sees something big and black. That's all it was. He just says it was enormous and it was big and black. Well, it's in the middle of the stinking night. Everything is big and black, you know? And so he's sitting there looking at it and he says... And this is what he says. He says it stomped its foot. And I'm like, it stomped its foot? And he goes, foot, hoof, whatever. It, 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 it stomped something. You know? And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. But whatever. You know? Chalk it up to just a, you know, a young, young adult and whatever so he I say okay well then what and he says it growled again and it started coming towards me and I go it growled and he goes he goes goes well it did that huff like a but he says I could feel it he goes I could feel it in my chest and I says well what are you doing at this time and he goes well, I was peeing, and this all happened, you know, in a very quick instant. And he says, when I first heard it, he says, you know, you kind of clench up and you cut the pee off. And uh, he says, and then you start peeing again. And when it come towards me, it like scared the pee right out of me. So apparently he pissed down himself. And he turns around to run, and he's falling down, and he's scrambling, trying to get out of there as fast as he can. And he runs to his parents' camper, and he climbs in and slams the door and goes in, locks it, 
And uh, he refused the rest of the week to go over to his tent at night. He walked over there during the day. But when it got dark, he was at the campfire or in his parents' trailer. And I'm like, well, what do you think it was? And he goes, he goes, dude, it had to be like this enormous moose. He goes, it had, it had to have been like the biggest moose I've ever seen in my life. All I know, it was just huge and black. And I'm like, okay. So I asked him, you know, where, where is it at? You know, where this happened, you know? And uh, one of my other buddies that was up there, he went over there. And he was looking around. I apologize. I just got off work and I'm tired. But uh, he was looking around. And he did find, he found scuffs and stuff in the ground. I never saw it. But I'm just going off of what he told me, you know, and I trust this guy. He says he found scuffs. He didn't find hoof prints. He didn't find feet prints. He didn't find paw prints. He didn't find bird prints. He didn't find anything but like this big scuffs and the pine needles. And I'm like, well, that's interesting, you know. Well... We're starting to get quite a few kids up there. And uh, we have four-wheelers up there. And the rule, the rule when it comes to four-wheelers is you're allowed to go the speed that you are the age of. So I don't know if I said that where it makes sense. So if you're seven years old, you're allowed to go seven miles an hour. If you're 10 years old, you're allowed to go 10 miles an hour, okay? And so my nine-year-old son was on, uh, he was on the four-wheeler. And he was driving up and down the road between the main road and the trailhead. And it's probably like quarter of a mile road, you know. And I don't know what it is with little kids, but they just think it's so cool to drive the four-wheeler. And they're going up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and all day long. You know, those four-wheelers never shut off. I think they went through a full tank in one day because that thing was just doing loops around the camp, you know, and I'm just like, that has got to be so freaking boring, but whatever. So, um, him and another boy that is 12 decided that they were going to go up fishing on the river right up above the trailhead. You know, they were going to go fishing or, or, or build a fort, something like that, but they were meeting up there. So my son had one four-wheeler, and the other kid was getting another four-wheeler, you know, getting the four-wheeler from his dad. Well, my son says, I'll meet you up there. So he goes up there, and he parks right there at the trailhead, and he walks over, and right on the other side of the trailhead fence, you know, like 30 feet past the, the entrance, there is like a little camp where somebody's made a camp for tents. You know, there's a fire pit and there's a couple logs dr drug over by it. And you're literally right next to the river. So my son goes over and he sits down on this log and he's looking at the river and he's just waiting, you know, doing whatever a nine-year-old kid does up there. And he says that he hears a noise. And I says, what kind of noise? And he goes, Dad, I don't know. I don't know what kind of noise it was. It was just a noise. It was just, it just, it got my attention and I looked up. And uh, he says that he was looking at the river and he, he heard a noise. And so he looked up into the trees. 
And I trust my son 100%. Okay? When my son tells me what he saw, I believe him wholeheartedly. And you need to know that. My son, he he jokes around, he teases and stuff, but let me tell you what happened. So I'm back at camp, and he looks up, and he sees this thing, and he's petrified. He could have seen a grizzly on the other side and I don't think he would have been as petrified as he was. So he says, he says that he froze for a second and he's just staring at it, trying to figure out what in the crap he's looking at. After he figures out what he's looking at or after he sees what he sees, he he runs to the four-wheeler as fast as he can. He just jumps up and just runs. Flat out run. He jumps on the four-wheeler. And this four-wheeler, it's, uh, it's a big, it's a big four-wheeler. It's a 700 Kawasaki, you know, great big 4x4. Four four. And it'll do 70 miles an hour. It's automatic. You punch it, you'll be doing 70 miles an hour really quick. It gets up and goes. Well, he jumps on the foiler, he starts it, he throws it in gear, and he freaking floors it. And he comes burning into camp. I mean, he is just freaking flying. And I'm, I'm sitting in camp, he's not that far away. You know, he might be 80 yards away from camp. And I can hear that foiler rev up, go into gear, and then I hear him punch it. And I'm thinking, who in the hell is on the four-wheeler gunning it like that? And I look up, and it's my nine-year-old son. And he is flying down the road. And I come unglued. I mean, I am, I'm pissed. And I go running over, you know, to him. And he comes flying into camp and slams on the brakes. And my heart's pounding. I'm, I'm mad. You know, and then I see the look on his face, and it was pure terror. The first thing that come to my head was, "Who's dead? Who's hurt? What is wrong?" That you know, you don't have, you don't see that expression, and that look on people's face unless there is something massively wrong. I mean, he was pale. He was like ghost white. And he was shaking. I mean, his lip was quivering. I mean, he was doing everything he could to quit not to cry. And and I'm like, Gage, what's wrong? What's wrong, son? Tell me, who's hurt? You know, and I'm trying to get it out of it. And he just he just sits there and he just looks at me and he he just he just points up at the trailhead. And I go, who is it, Gage? Who's hurt? You know, because I, w- I want to know what's, 
I want to know what I'm dealing with before I run up there. I don't want to run up there and then have to run back to get the first aid kit or, you know, to, to do whatever, you know? And uh, he goes, Dad, it's huge. And I go, what, what, what's huge? I go, who's hurt? And he goes, nobody's hurt, Dad. He goes, it's huge. And I go, what's huge? And he goes, I don't know. He goes, I, I, he goes, Dad, I don't, I don't know. He goes, but it, it has these two legs and the legs are the size of trees. He goes, it's, it's huge, Dad. And it's covered in hair. And I'm like, what? Okay. I, I mean, you got my attention. I'm listening. What, tell me, what is it? And he says, Dad, he says, it was two legs, but they were great big. They, they were great big and round. And I says, well, how do you know they were legs? And he says, I was looking at it. You know, I heard, he goes, I heard a noise and I looked up and I, I saw this. I saw this in the trees and I go, okay. And I go, well, what else did you see? And he says, I saw a hand, Dad. And I go, you saw a hand? He says, yeah, it dropped its arm down out of the trees. He goes, it was standing behind this tree and I could see something in the tree, but I couldn't make out what was in the tree. He says, but then it dropped its hand down and I go, a hand. And he goes, yeah, it was a great big hand. And I go, like my hand? And I hold my hand out. I'm six foot three. I weigh 260 pounds. And I'm a big guy. I, I'm, I'm broad. I'm a very big, broad guy. And he says, no, Dad. He says, the hands were twice the size of yours. He says, they were massive. And then he grabs my thumb. And he says... But the thumb on this hand was up here. And he, he, he points and he touches the, my, my arm like two inches above where my thumb is. He goes, the thumb was up higher than normal. And he says, the hand was covered in hair and the arm was covered in hair. And I go, hair? I go, do you mean fur? He goes, no, Dad, it was hair. It was long hair. He says it was kind of like a girl's hair. I go, well, what color was it? And he goes, it was light brown. And I go, well, did you see skin? And he goes, yeah. He says it was kind of like a light gray. And I'm like, I got to go check this out. So I says, come on, Gage, come show me, come show me. So I grab my rifle. Um, my friend Monica's son, Maka, he's right there. I said, Maka, grab the 12 gauge off my seat. And I've got a 12 gauge full of buckshot and slugs. And I'm like, let's go check this out. You know, I, I got to see this. You know, my heart's pounding now. So we jump on the four-wheeler. And we run up there. And I tell Gage, you know, I'm, I'm literally like freaking stealth army man, you know, creeping up. You know, we race the four-wheelers up there, and 
I jump off and I'm I'm locked and loaded. I'm I'm ready to go to war. Whatever the heck's up there. And uh, I says, Gage, show me where you were sitting. So he takes me over and he says, I'm sitting right here and I'm looking everywhere. And I says, Do you still see it? And he goes, No, it's gone. And I says, Show me where. And so he points over to these trees. And on the other side of the river, it's like a it's like a little meadow. There's lots of grass and the the pine boughs on the trees don't go all the way to the ground. They're up like oh four feet. Four feet off the ground. So you can see the trunks and you can see the grass and meadow and that kind of stuff for a little ways. And I, I, I'm looking and on the other side of the river there is a pile of rocks like somebody did like one of those trail markers you know how you can stack rocks for trail markers and stuff like that it was like that but the rocks were pretty good size I mean I I, I could move them they weren't massive but it's not something that a little kid would do you know kids wouldn't build a stack like this because the rocks were just too big you know and so and the rocks were wet there was water on these rocks and so I know it wasn't my nine-year-old I mean he couldn't lift some of these if his life depended on it. and if he could I guarantee he couldn't stack them so there's a stack of rocks and I'm going that's interesting and I and so he's like it was right up in those trees so I'm like come on Maka let's go so we just we just walk right across the river the river you know it's not that deep it's probably only a foot deep and i just go across <clears throat> and i'm over there and i'm like gage tell me where to go and he's guiding me he's like go this way go back a little bit and i get over there and i'm looking down and there is big spots in the grass where the grass is grass is flattened down you know, if you ever go out and walk in like a meadow, you know, you can see, you can turn around and you can see your footsteps. You know, you, you, you flatten the grass. Whether the grass is alive or dead, you'll smash it down. Now, if it's alive, it will stand back up. But for the time being, it takes a little while for it to stand back up. So the grass is flattened down. And right by this tree and I'm looking at this tree and there's broken branches in it there's 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 branches up high you know six seven foot and that, that are just broken just snapped off where you know the branch is hanging there and half of it's broken off you know and I'm like okay that's that's saying something was here you know and so everything my son is telling me I mean he's showing me where this stuff is and so we're looking on the ground and I can see the trail. There is a print in the grass and then there's another one and another one. And it looks like somebody that, you know, if you could take a five foot long step would, would make. And so we're looking at this and I'm going, this is this is weird so we go me and Maka we're walking around 
and uh, we're looking at this stuff and these you know it goes it goes towards the thick forest and I'm like Maka you want to go in there and he's like uh uh I don't want to go in there and you know I'm carrying a large rifle he's carrying a 12 gauge and we're both going uh uh nope not this son we ain't going in there today you know so we're looking around the area and I'm trying to figure out what the heck what the heck this thing is but also what it was what it was doing there if that makes sense so we end up you know looking in these trees and I've noticed places where there's you know scuffs on the trees and stuff like that but I'm really I mean I don't know what I'm looking for I'm just looking for anything unusual okay anything that's just out of place well, we go back over to the other side, and uh, there is a tree, a great big mature pine tree, right next to the river. Okay, pretty much straight across where we were. And Maka's sitting there looking at it, and he goes, Jeremiah, come look at this. And I'm looking at this tree. And it's got great big branches. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great big huge pine tree. And on these branches, the bottom branch is probably eight foot off the ground. I, I, I couldn't reach the bottom branch. It, you know, I'd have to get boosted up to reach this bottom branch. And it's literally like eight foot off the ground. Well, from the base of the tree out for about 16 inches the bark is completely rubbed off of this branch and the the tree's alive the branch is alive but the bark right there is wore off and then on the other side the branch is the same way and it goes like this all the way up the tree you know to where um the bark is taken off the branches and on the river side all the branches have been broken off so if you're standing in the river looking at this tree it's bare on the one side and i walk back out in the river and i'm looking at this and i'm like that's a freaking ladder that is a freaking ladder something's been climbing up that tree and something climbs up that tree a lot because if, it, if it's climbed it so much where all the bark is rubbed off and the top of the branches are worn smooth, dude, something's getting up in that tree a lot. Well, you look up at the very top, you know, this, this goes all the way up to the top of the tree. And at the very top on the one side, there's a section of the branches that are broken off to where, you know, it's like a hole in the tree. And I'm like, shut up up Mock is looking at that and he's like you gotta be freaking kidding me you know so we go back to camp and I go back to camp and I'm standing in the middle of my freaking camp and I can see that tree I can see the tree with the hole in it so whatever's getting up 
in that freaking tree can can watch my whole entire camp. The whole freaking camp, you can see it. And I'm like, if that is not the creepiest freaking thing I have seen all day, something's been climbing up in that tree. First, my son sees this thing with that's enormous, enormous legs and uh, has a hand and an arm that drops down. And he says the hand is twice the size of my hand. It's just a freaking monster hand is what he's telling me. And now I'm seeing a tree that freaking has been is, is a giant ladder with a birdhouse up at the top, you know, where, where, they, where something's getting up there and watching the camps, you know, and it's not like we're the first person at this camp. This, this campsite right here is kind of a really popular, it's a popular place. So I'm just weirded out and I'm showing my wife and my wife's like, what do you think it is? And I'm like, honey, I have no idea. I have no clue. I says, I, from what I understand is on this earth and what is in this forest and what is up here. The only thing I can think of, and I feel like the biggest idiot telling you this, but the only thing I can think of is a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot, Yeti, you know, that's, you know, you grow up your whole life and you're told these things are fairy tales. You tell them, you know, it's just myths, you know, it's just Hollywood come up with this stuff and it's the only thing I can think of you know and I've got all this stuff playing in my head what happened to me the year before and I have this flashback you know when my son is telling me about what he saw I have this flashback of what I saw when I was a teenager up the canyon when I had when my girlfriend was with me you know that large hairy thing that had the flowing hair you know it's just all this stuff is just rushing back and it like hits me with this like a sledgehammer And I'm thinking, I told my wife, I says, babe, that's a Sasquatch. We're dealing with Sasquatches. And my wife's just like, there's no way in hell. And my son is like, the Sasquatch, dad? And I go, son, I think we're dealing with the Sasquatch. And he says, they're not real. And I says, then do you know what could be as big as you, you saw? I says, are you lying to me? And he's like, no. No, I'm not lying to you, Dad. So it's either that or it's a great big huge man in a ghillie suit, you know, with giant freaking hands. I mean, what else do you say? I don't know of anything else that has hands. Man... I've been wanting to get this off my chest for a while. It's, it's really been, it's been eating at me. It's been eating at me a lot. Like my whole world is turned upside down. 
And I hope you guys, I hope you guys can just try to picture being there. And, you know, what, what's going on at this time? You know, what we're dealing with? I mean, it's, it's, it's scary, man. I'm, I mean, I'm scared. I mean, I'm scared. My wife's scared. You know, it makes sense. You know, I, I'm telling, uh, I go back and tell my cousin's son, you know, he, he, we tell him what my son sees and he's like, whatever I saw was huge. And I go, was it an elk? And he's like, I don't know. And I says, was it a moose? He goes, I don't know. He says, all I know is it stomped at me and it grunted like this grunt that just blew out all this air. And he says it just lasted forever. And then it's, then it stomped and come even closer. And it was just massive. He goes, it was too dark for me to see what it was. He says, but he goes, I've never been so scared in my life. And I'm like, well, you know, so here we have this camp that is destroyed. And it's like it's been abandoned. And everything is outside is just destroyed and scattered everywhere. And uh, then we have, you know, my cousin's son, that something happened to him in the middle of the night. And then my son sees this thing. You know, let's just call it a thing for now. Okay, guys, this it, we're over an hour again. And... I've got so much more to tell you. Oh, I've got so much more to tell you, but I've got to put an end to this one so that you guys can, you know, I can break it up a little bit. So this is Jeremiah Richards, Mountain Man Survival. And, you know, I... I tell you what. If there is such thing as a Bigfoot or Sasquatch... Why Why haven't they told us about it? I mean, it wouldn't change the fact that I'd be going out in the mountains. I'd still go in the mountains. I'm still going in the mountains. You know, I was out in the mountains last weekend. And, dude, this story, it, it, it just keeps going and going, if that makes sense. And so... come back and uh, I'm going to keep telling this story Jeremiah Richards Mountain Man Survival guys let me guys and girls let me know let me know what you think I mean I trust me I, I want to hear your opinions if, if you have any idea what the crap we're running into up there in the high is in Utah let me know and if 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 you guys or girls, women, anybody has had anything like this happen to you guys, please tell me about it. I want to hear it. I I want to. 
because this can't be happening just to my family. You know, I we, we can't be the only ones that are seeing this stuff. Send me an email. Mountainmansurvival32 at gmail.com or Maya, M-I-A-H 329 at gmail.com and send it over. I want to read it. I, 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 I want to hear your experiences. You know, it, it, it's, there's a way, there's this little voice inside my head that's telling me I'm crazy, but there's multiple people are seeing this. You know, if I was all by myself and dealing with this all by myself, I would really be questioning myself going, you know, did, did this really happen? You know, did we really see the things that we're seeing? But there's multiple people there. There's multiple people seeing the same freaking thing. All right, I'm out.